Hello and welcome to Unduped lectures you'd listen to. I'm your host Shirin Kumar, and today we'll be discussing bras and how much we hate them, and whether women really even need them. For this discussion today, we have with us Lisa Mangaldas, who's a content creator on YouTube and Instagram, where she creates conversations around sexuality, gender, and the body, from self-pleasure to contraception. from vaginal hygiene to female orgasms she constantly seeks to push boundaries approaching important topics that are widely considered taboo for public discussion we also have sonia thomas who's a writer who used to work at buzzfeed india and is currently struggling in advertising she is also a former student of mass media at saint xavier's college mumbai thank you so much for being with us here today all right so to start this discussion uh, the first question i'd like to ask the both of you is what age did you start wearing a bra um i was around i think 11 when i or 12 when i started to wear my first bra um and it just seemed like the thing that everyone has to do like i have pretty small boobs always have so at 11 they <laughs> they were even smaller um but i still i don't know if all the girls were suddenly buying bras and so i guess at that point you're not really thinking about why you're doing something it just seems like the right thing to do start shaving your legs and underarms and start wearing a bra um so i probably needed a bra <laughs> around like um 12 but i resisted it for a while because the idea of wearing a bra was just intolerable to me So <laughs> I uh didn't even buy my I didn't even go buy my first bra. I uh my mom got me one and she was like, "Okay, uh you need to wear one. Just it it is happening." And so I started wearing bras at 14. Yeah, like I I needed my first bra around 12 and I used to like wear sports bras and stuff. But uh those were good enough and I didn't want to graduate to a real bra. Um uh, but i was forced to just wear one at 14 which was disgusting i hated it <laughs> it was ugly uh it was this like disgusting yellow not not yellow it was like this disgusting white beige thing that my mom got now it's just like why <laughs> this is so ugly this is just objectively the ugliest thing i'm wearing right now and Like this was two thousand seven, so I was wearing a lot of ugly things in general. <laughs> Fashion was weird then, but uh, yeah, somehow the bra was the ugliest thing I was wearing at the time. Right. So this is uh, right around like I think middle schoolish when all of us started, you know, wearing our first bras. I feel like at that age, do girls need to wear bras because there's uh, again as uh, both of you mentioned uh, and especially Lisa mentioned that it's like you know everyone's doing it so you feel like you also need to do it you don't even uh, probably don't even understand at that age like why you need bras or anything like that so is it uh, you know do you think it's important for girls uh, to like start wearing it at that age to uh, you know get a make a habit out of it for later on or do you think it's simply some sort of like forced womanly behavior which is expected of girls at that age i think that when it comes to women's bodies and women's dressing and self presentation our autonomy and agency are too often taken away from us so i don't personally think bras are objectively bad but i don't think anyone should feel forced into wearing one and too often with the things we do as women whether it's wearing a bra or wearing makeup or hair removal 
that element of choice has been taken out of the equation so long ago that it's very hard for us to truly say yes i do this for myself i mean do i do this for myself maybe little lisa was keen to wear a bra because she had no boobs while other girls in her class were developing boobs and like a slightly padded bra gave me the appearance of boobs and it seemed important to me at the time to like i don't know that your sexuality is just developing other girls are getting attention you want attention now how much of this is out of choice out of and how much of this is out of conditioning is something that's so hard to uh extricate and i think that's really the problem like women it's fine to be sexual and to have an interest in your appearance and if wearing a bra helps you do that that's great or maybe you know you're a sports person and wearing a bra is just a factor of like optimizing your performance just the way men might wear a center guard when playing cricket or you know whatever um i think i was on the other end of the spectrum that lisa was where she was wondering if she should like she was actually waiting to wear a bra whereas i actively avoided it um and the conditioning on the other end of the spectrum is not as much sexualizing as it is let's just hide these as much as possible <laughs> just no one needs to see that you have boobs so let's get you minimizers let's get you anything that will literally not tell the world you're a woman um or that you are you know or that you have breasts um i think that was the objective when uh people when my mom was buying me a bra and that is still the objective subconsciously for me when i am shopping for bras because i want to hide them as much as possible i am so uncomfortable in padded bras i'm so uncomfortable wearing bras in general and this is exactly why i love the lockdown because i've not worn a bra in 5 months unless i absolutely had to i had a virtual date on zoom and i was like oh i guess i'm going to have to put on a bra and the second i realized we were watching this movie without video i took off the bra and tossed it like when i say tossed it i was on one end of the room and my bra was literally on the other end of the room so um i think what lisa is saying about choice on some ends of the spectrum that is a thing where it's like oh you know you can wear whatever bra you want to and like treat that treat your body that way and then there's this side where within your own body you are made to feel so uncomfortable and you are made to feel like you need to shrink yourself to even exist um you know because there's there's no circulation in minimizers <laughs> there is because they they literally try to stuff you in or, or make you as concave as possible <laughs> um but uh but like that's the thing right with 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 it's also besides agency there's also the the idea that women need to not exist as women you are a woman and sure uh, when it comes to gender roles and it comes to um other uh, you know ascribed aspects of your femininity given by society uh, those things aside you also should not impose your womanhood on other people because like like lisa said it's it's there's so much value put on on goodness and badness placed um on 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 the on the way you show your breasts that uh the only idea is to just like shrink and i think for the longest time you know and you see this with a lot of i don't know if if this is happening now but at least when i was in college i realized that we did this very subconsciously but all of us who had big boobs we tended to um have a hunchback 
not because of the backache <laughs> that is a different issue not because of the backache but because we're just trying to hide our breasts as much as possible from people around us and this is something that i have at least changed in my body language over the years when i became more comfortable with the idea of having breasts but just i realized that this was something we were all doing just like bending inwards <laughs> it was it was the strangest thing but that's what that's what conditioning does it even changes the way you present your body to people and it's so subconscious yeah i, I really i think um it's so interesting that uh sonia and i in a way had opposite problems i had no boobs and maybe sonia seemed to have suggested that she was always conscious of her boobs but i feel like the the larger point that both these different experiences kind of indicate toward is that women are constantly made to feel like they're not enough or not just right you know either you're too much or you're too little or too big and too small and uh, i feel like there's this constant pressure to be something you're not um and funnily enough you know during lockdown i haven't worn a bra either who do i want my boobs to look bigger for right now you know and and of course it's more comfortable yeah so i'm totally with you but i just meant to say that on a specific day if some woman feels empowered by wearing whether it's a minimizer or a maximizer or a sports bra or whatever it is i will not judge her for it you know if a woman wants to be- wear a bra let her wear a bra and if she doesn't want to wear a bra let her not wear a bra sadly we don't have that luxury of choice it's like yeah. these decisions are just made for us and then on top of that we're made to feel like oh if the straps show or if my boobs look too big or if they look too small or if the nipples show or if you know then my character is going to be assassinated my self worth is going to be butchered and and it's it becomes so loaded and i feel like the bra is one element of it and the whole um conditioning around women's breasts and the sexualization of breasts and the uh weirdness around like their natural shape you know why do they have to be round with the nipples not visible like <laughs> it's it's and why do they have to be perky and up and not you know that like i feel like half the, the the expectations that are just unsaid is that women have to all look this one certain way and so we're all trying to look that way whether it's by hiding or whether it's by emphasizing there's like this gold standard that women as young as 10 and 11 feel they have to ascribe to you know and it's bullshit so speaking yeah. of these uh, you know standards that are set in terms of wearing a bra not wearing a bra etc uh, again as we established these are all so contradictory um, as you said like if you if a woman doesn't wear a bra in public she might be considered like uh she uh, is characterless or something like that but then again if the bra is considered such an important garment that every girl should be wearing everywhere you know women almost feel like uh if we might have heard this from our mothers even like uh, you know if the clothes are hung out to dry uh in the balconies or anything or anywhere uh that almost you know women almost feel feel a little ashamed by that so what uh is your take on that i think that it's really quite strange when you think about it like the fact that we're all under this obligation to wear a bra and yet even when we're wearing it it shouldn't show we should you know there should be no straps showing there should be no bra line showing 
brands are advertising seamless bras, invisible bras. So it's so funny. There's this pressure to wear a bra, but it should look like you're not wearing a bra. But you can't actually not wear a bra, and you must hide your bras from everybody's vis- you know vision. It wouldn't be acceptable to have your bras lying <laughs> on your sofa if a guest came home or whatever. It's so messed up and weird. Like, what is our problem? Firstly, it's just a garment. If you want to wear it, so what if it shows? You know what I mean. And if you don't want to wear it, also it should be okay. I think we haven't really thought these things through. Like, there's so many things we just do that are actually quite absurd. I mean, when you even think about waxing, I know so many women who would never miss a waxing appointment, and they're so conditioned into believing that they're doing it for themselves and that this is something they want. They're like, I feel cleaner. I'm doing it for me. I love the feeling of the sheets on my hairless legs, you know. And I think there's many many women have that type of relationship with their bra as well where they think like this dress or this t-shirt or whatever I'm wearing just doesn't look as good without the bra or doesn't feel right without the bra but again I feel like that thing about choice and uh, conditioning it's so hard to tell are you doing this for yourself or because you absolutely have to and why are we hiding the bras whose uh, character uh, is really to be linked with their you know presence or absence of a bra in the house I don't know it's very it's very strange but like even when we buy sanitary napkins at a chemist they'll pack it separately in an opaque bag you know I feel like there's this weird thing where women have to keep doing what they have to do wear the bra deal with your period and all of that but don't let the world know so your bra has to be seamless out of sight and you're nobody wants to hear about the pads even the brand is called whisper it's so funny like we have to be be like deal with our issues super secretly and just pretend we're I don't know, we wake up flawless. It's it's very odd. It's so peculiar. Yeah, and, and the thing is, okay, so I don't know if you guys have been getting this, uh, but my mom, whenever she calls me, asks me to put on a bra. And I'm like, I'm sitting at home. It's, I, it's too hot where we live in Bombay. There's no way I'm wearing a bra at home. You don't wear a bra at home. Why should I wear one? She's like, my boobs don't count. And I'm like, you have them though. She's like, no, I'm in my 50s, so my boobs don't count. And it's 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 as if your body does not matter. It's like, oh, and, and also the thing, the thing that Lisa was saying about the type of bras that you wear deciding your character. Like, I've just, like, I, I remember, like, thinking of, of, like, when we were kids. And it's like, a certain kind of bra is like, decides you're a granny. Or a certain kind of bra decides you're like this hot slut. <laughs> and this certain kind of bra decide, decides if you just live a normal life or like if you don't have boobs, you can tell that someone... Like, so <laughs> it was it was such a strange thing. But we, we used to actually have this discussion like, oh, of course her, her, her boobs are not that big, you know. I, I've been to her house and I remember someone saying this about a classmate's bra where she was like, I've been to her house, her, her bra is way more padded than it looks. And I'm like, why does this matter? How is this an issue? But this was something to discuss like when we were in college. I don't know if you guys um, deal with this, but when my mom calls me, on video calls she tells me to go wear a bra but even though I'm sitting at home and she's also not wearing a bra at home and I'm, and I'm like mom you're not wearing a bra at home she's like my boobs don't matter because I'm I'm in my 50s but you need to wear a bra and I'm like this is just 
it's it's like after a certain age your body doesn't matter after or like at a certain age only your body matters and beyond that it's just it's not valuable i i don't get this um, hypocrisy but but it has it has just been something my mom decided exists as a division um uh, between older or younger bodies um yeah so that that was basically what i was talking about right right so um i think we've uh, you know from what both of you said uh, even uh, not just bras breasts in general they've become uh, i mean they've not become they've always been like this uh, symbol of femininity and i think that has definitely contributed to why uh, the, all, like breasts and bras and it's just a piece of cloth and it's so sexualized in so many aspects of our life so um do you think you know what is your take on that and like how do you think uh, it must uh, in some way also contribute to a lot of body dysmorphia con- considering uh, you know uh, again as we talk, like so many girls are insecure about uh, the size of their breasts uh, lisa i think that from a very young age uh, women and men i guess consumes pop culture where the the sort of appeal of breasts is is you know front and center whether it's a magazine spread with perfect cleavage or whether it's a movie or whether it's porn or you know i mean it's hard not to see a woman in the mainstream media without her breasts being in some way quite central to the imagery and so i think from a young age women i don't know again i guess it's different for different women so i don't want to generalize but at least for me with having small boobs for a long time i was kind of self-conscious about the fact that they were so small that I wasn't sexy enough or womanly enough because they were so small. I remember like the first time I hooked up with a guy where, you know, my top came off. I apologized. I like I'm sorry they're so small. And adult me at 30 wishes I could have like, you know, schooled little Lisa and told her she never has to apologize for her body, but that was the reality, you know. And I think that at some part some part of me even though personally i would at at 30 i can say that i would personally never can never do plastic surgery i just d- doesn't align with my personal views each to their own but at 11 or 12 i remember thinking like gosh i wish or not maybe not 12 maybe like 14 or 15 i wish my boobs were bigger like maybe if i could afford it one day i'll get implants or you know i wish i could look sexy like that when i wore a bikini i lived in goa and everyone suddenly as their hormones are raging and like you know puberty hits and you have your first boyfriend or whatever it is all these girls are suddenly wearing their first bikinis and going to the beach and this and that and i was uh, overweight as a teenager and was very flat chested and like the swimsuit just didn't look like it did on magazine covers nothing like that on me um i remember a few years back someone had done this thread on twitter um asking uh, people you know if would would if if you could change your body would you actually change it and all uh, every woman's reply was something similar to would like to cut a certain part of my body off or would like to chip this off would like to just get rid of this and okay it's very easy to type this it's very easy to say it's very easy to type i really just wish i could cut my boobs off and like throw them away but actually imagining that like actually imagining the act of someone just chopping a boob chopping like a part of your body and throwing it away is 
gruesome and it's a very violent thought inherently right and um the idea that we are so okay with imagining that because that's that's just how we are taught to look at our bodies that you could just cut this and resize this and chop this part off to make yourself feel better make yourself look better and you know it blows my mind that someone who's an actual model like lisa is just like it blows my mind that if someone as actually gorgeous and attractive as lisa is can feel like shit from time to time about her body the rest of us do not have a chance it's a very humbling and a depressing thought but it is what it is and that's and that's the level to which we police bodies because no body will actually feel perfect at any given point of time it's it sucks but it's it's how it's how conditioned we are to believe that we are not good enough in being the way that we are all right so we were talking about how uh, you know you both gave examples of um, how you felt about uh, bras and about uh, simultaneously about your bodies at a very young age um, so uh, i think dress codes in school have a lot to do with this because uh, you know there's a lot of focus on again your bra strap shouldn't be showing and things like that at such a young age and you know um, uh, such rules imposed on uh, girls at that age i think that definitely girls sort of internalize that and i think this is normal i mean um myself if i have to give an example from my school life there was a rule that we couldn't wear uh, bras that were uh, any other color but white because our shirts were white and you could sort of see uh, through them a little bit and so we could only wear white bras and we had to wear slips over them as well so you couldn't see anything from the back basically so um you know rules like that and they were quite enforced as well i mean i remember once um a teacher pretty much made me cry in the corridor because i was wearing a black bra that day by mistake and she took me out in the corridor and she scolded me and i like i pretty much cried in front of her so you know do you, how do you think uh, dress codes and such um uh, intense rules like that at that age how does that contribute to this whole um normalization of the stigma around bras lisa i think from the time that women hit puberty or maybe even younger were made to feel like simply by being female by being cisgendered female you're asking for it like uh, uh, it's it's absurd but like you can't actually not even just i think anybody assigned female at birth is made to feel this way regardless of how they identify gender wise themselves as if simply to exist is to provoke so sit with your legs crossed bow down your head wear a dupatta or a veil or whatever you know bras can't show bra straps can't show bra has to be totally invisible under your shirt at school or else basic i feel like we're slut shamed simply for having a female body you know if you have big boobs just naturally you 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 get that even more i've had friends who have bigger boobs whose hr complains the same top that their colleague can wear they can't wear you know it'll be objectively the same top it just fits somebody differently based on the size of their breasts and yet so suddenly it's not acceptable because you have bigger boobs things like that we're just i feel like we're policed as if we're the ones at fault even though really what's happening here is schools and hr and everybody else is 
is afraid of how straight male people in the environment are going to react at the sight of this woman just being a woman you know so i really think we have to be educating our men differently you can't the the, the sight of a female personhood should not be sufficient to um you know elicit unwanted sexual attention and yet we behave as if that's normal that's just going to happen so now it's the girl's fault and the girl's responsibility to make sure none of that happens so wear the bra and the slip and make sure the straps don't show and you know whatever wear a dupatta and all of that it becomes our burden to bear when really it's because we're you know bringing up men to feel entitled and pretty much to to behave like monsters as and when they please in the way that they interact with women and i think that's really problematic like constantly you slut shame the woman simply for being like just to be a woman is to be a slut if you let your bra strap show or don't wear a bra or right that judgment is just cast upon you for nothing for when you haven't even i mean it, I, I i we can't somehow see a woman removed from her sexuality and i think that is a problem right sonia this thing about dress codes is very very real especially um when i was growing up so i grew up in um uh, saudi arabia um not in india i was educated outside of india um so i was growing up in saudi arabia and um of course the country is famous for um uh, it's it's very conservative uh, society but um even the way uh, indian schools are run over there reflected a lot of that because um in in the in the indian embassy school we had uh, you know this this rule that women, that girls above a certain grade had to shift from the usual pinafores to uh, a salwar kameez uh, with the school colors um we had so in my uh, like older school before i moved to that school in my older school we had a similar rule but there was no uh, there was no compulsion on wearing the salwar as uh, and we could continue wearing the pinafore for as long as we wanted to so i chose to wear my pinafore through school uh, while i was at my previous school and when i did go to give board exams i was in a sea of girls wearing salwar kameezes and there's me <laughs> these multiple 15 year olds like this is a, this is an auditorium full of girls so there's like around 300 400 girls in an auditorium all wearing salwar kameezes and i'm the only person there in a pinafore um and everyone was looking at me and it became a thing and i i still remember this journal entry from back then where i said like it just felt like i i shouldn't have existed in that moment imagine going for a board exam which is already a high pressure situation and then having to have an entire identity crisis while looking around you and it didn't even bother me till i realized that i became pinafore girl for those three weeks that my bones were going on they were like oh yeah that that pinafore girl everyone knew my name and i hadn't even spoken to some of these people and they were just like you're so brave to wear a pinafore and i'm like i am wearing my school uniform this is not very comfortable to begin with what are you saying they're like no it's just that you're so cool for wearing a skirt 
so since uh, you both talked about uh, you know the uh, how choice factors in here like women, are women even able to wear the things they want to wear so speaking of that choice um, a, a very important factor in that is i think uh, the mass media and uh, especially you know how um, beauty industry sort of market these things so uh, there's you know the mass media also uh, forces women women to be modest now whatever that concept of modesty is to them and uh, how they present it to us and there's so much of over sexualization of women's bodies and things like that so my question is do you think we really even have a choice like if we make the choice do you think we are making it on our own and if not um how are these industries and how are these uh, marketers how are they profiting from this uh, patriarchal system that has been created around this lisa um i mean of course they're profiting i mean whether it's a company that makes vaginal tightening gel or ultra padded bras or fairness cream or hair removal or whatever it is i mean there's like a whole nexus of companies that profit off of women's insecurities right but um you know i think it's a chicken and egg conundrum as well like they're not going to stop making those things unless we stop buying those things so is the accountability on i mean i wish companies were more accountable i don't mean to let them off the hook but i think as sonia said the people have to change for the system to change right uh, so speaking of the impact that mass media has on all of this a uh, narrative around uh, the bra burning feminists which is used by the anti feminist agenda to constantly dilute the feminist movement and there actually wasn't even a bra burning incident per se that happened uh, happened in the 1960s uh, women's rights movement so uh, what do you think is this uh, is the new bra burning label that exists today like what is something that exists today that is used to uh, sort of you know distract people from the actual um, ideology lisa um that there's often a pushback against any form of feminism from mainly straight men i mean there's men sides men's rights activists and all of that is absurd i think that they exist but they exist nobody wants to you know i think people don't like the idea of sharing status the stage power whatever you want to call it with a group that they haven't had to share it before so there's it's weird even though feminism isn't trying to isn't isn't you know more rights for me doesn't mean less rights for you it just means a more equal world right um i feel like human rights aren't a finite thing it's not like there's only 10 and now we get 5 and you get 5 i feel like i'm talking a lot though i should give sonia uh the mantle because oh i feel God, like no, i could talk please keep talking you're now. not wrong and that's the thing right like uh of course the feminazi and the and in in malayalam there's there's a word that that was coined for feminists called feminichi uh which is which was just like used as this bad word for uh, for for uh women from kerala who were talking about feminism and that's the thing right these these words mean nothing till i mean they mean nothing because for them it's an insult for me it's like oh i must be doing something right uh but i think i think another version of this is the is the social media hoax 
where people are under the assumption that if she's a certain way on social media, if she presents herself online in a certain way, she must be exactly like that. She must be a hoe or she must be... Uh, if she talks about sex, she must be uh, she must be open to it all the time or that her consent probably matters a little less because if, if someone's talking about sex all the time, maybe that's all they think about. So maybe it's all they want all the time as if as if we are one dimensional because we are a certain. So I think that. we definitely covered a lot of aspects in this discussion and I think it was very, very fruitful. There was so much of strong feminine energy on this whole episode. And I think, uh, you know, this was definitely very very uh, beneficial and i hope it will be for our listeners as well so thank you so much to the both of you for joining us for this week's episode of unduped thank you so much for giving us your insights we could not have done this without you thank you for having us and i was uh, really glad to be able to talk to you guys thank you that's it for this week's episode of unduped this podcast was brought to you by the BMM students of St. Xavier's College. For updates, please visit our Instagram page, podcast underscore unduped. Thank you for listening.